You're listening to Matt Walsh On Demand. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-8192. That's 800-600-8192. 800-600-8192. I wrote this week about the uh, case of the quote-unquote genderless baby in Canada who had the misfortune of being born to a mentally ill trans... uh, Well, no, I was going to say transgender. This is a a trans non-binary woman. That's what she calls herself. Trans non-binary. And she doesn't... Well, she doesn't identify as a woman or a man or anything. And she prefers the pronoun they. So she, we're supposed to talk to her, talk about her as if she's multiple people. And uh, of course, all the media reports on this story have dutifully used that pronoun, just descending into utter incoherent nonsense when using the word they while talking about one person. This, uh, this uh, woman has decided that will have no sex designation on his birth certificate at all. And the headlines tell us that this makes him the first ever officially genderless person. Of course, the child still has a gender. The gender is what it is, according to his chromosomes and reproductive organs and genetics and DNA. But as far as the law is concerned, he has no gender. He will be concerned, at least for a long time, until, God willing, he grows older and sees, sees that his mom's a lunatic. But until that point, he will have no gender in his own eyes, as far as he's concerned. Now, I won't get into explaining in detail again why this is the wrong approach that really ought to be self-evident if it isn't you can read my article on the subject suffice it to say number one that your gender is not something that you choose at any age nobody gets to choose it sorry number two and this is the point that i was trying to elaborate on in my piece about the uh, about the situation children are not capable of choosing even the things that can be chosen. You know, you you can't give kids an open-ended choice on on anything. And if anyone who's who who has had kids, any any sane rational parent, and I know that that's a dwindling minority, but any sane parent knows this. That kids cannot handle open-ended choices. Not at a young age anyway. Uh it, even if you go to even something simple like ice cream flavor, you take them to Baskin Robbins and there's 31 options and you say, well, which of these 31 options do you want to choose from? It'll take them 31 years to figure it out until eventually you realize, oh, you know what? I have to, I, no, I can't give them 31 options. I'll give them two options, chocolate or vanilla. And even then it'll take them forever. And then they decide on vanilla and you give them vanilla. And then they say, oh, I really want a chocolate. Um, and that's why parents, after a while, realize that, no, you don't, you don't give many choices. You say, you're having chocolate ice cream. Here you go. You'll be fine. You'll enjoy it. And kids need that. Because when you give them, give them too many choices, they don't know what to do with the choices. Like they don't know what to do with the choices because they have no frame of reference. They have no understanding of anything. They, they, uh, they can't choose because they don't know anything. If I were to ask my daughter, 
what she wants to do today. And I would never do that because I'm not that stupid. I would never allow my daughter to set the agenda for the day, make our plans for the day. But if I did, if I said, hey, Jules, what do you want to do today? <clears throat> Here's what she would say. She would say, um, 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 43 minutes later. Um, um, I don't know. Um, 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 oh, I know. Go to the jungle. So her first answer is she doesn't know. The second is something completely impractical and outlandish and ridiculous. That's the way it always goes because my daughter's a small child and she doesn't understand that there are limitations. She doesn't understand that we can't literally go anywhere and do anything. And when I say, what do you want to do? That it must be something practical within a short drive and that won't get us killed or cost me hundreds of thousands of dollars. She doesn't understand that because she's a child. She doesn't understand anything. She, she, she is... The children are ignorant. And I mean ignorant in the literal sense, you know, not in the way that people use that word now. Ignorant as in she lacks information. She's a very intelligent kid. She has a lot of raw material. She can pick up on things much quicker than I think many kids her age can, but she just lacks and she's only been on this earth for four years. And she's only really been cognizant of what was going on around her for, what, two years, a little over two years. It's not a lot of time. And this is why children can't choose their identity. Because they can't choose anything. And because identity is not something that can be chosen anyway. But when I was writing about this, um, I said something that I often say in these cases, which is that the mother is an unfit parent and should lose custody of her children. I'm actually very hesitant to say things like that about parents because it's, it's a horrible thing. And for a parent to, I mean, to say about a parent that she shouldn't have the right to raise her own kid, that's a, it's just, it, as I said, it's a horrible thing. It's a dramatic statement. And sometimes we're way too quick to say that about parents. Oh, they're bad parents. They're unfit but there are in existence bad and unfit parents and this happens to be one of them she is clearly a bad and unfit parent yet there are a lot of people who even agree with me about the basics of you know these sorts of situations yet they've told me that it's a little too far to call her a bad mother to say that she shouldn't be allowed to raise her own children <clears throat> But I don't think it is too far, personally, because we have to understand what's going on here. You have to look at it, uh, look at it like this. These children have a mental illness. They are, in effect, having a mental illness. Well, imagine there was a parent who was feeding their kids some kind of pill or giving them some kind of shot to make them crippled or blind or deaf or something, poisoning them to make them sick. We would agree that such a parent should be in prison, right? And, and such parents do exist. There's a name for it, actually. It's called Munchausen by proxy, where a parent intentionally causes an illness in their child. And uh, I would say this is a form of that. It's a form of Munchausen by proxy. But it's worse in some ways. It's worse than causing a physical injury. Because even a, even a serious phys physical injury, you know, can be treated. It can be potentially healed. But... In this case, the injury of the child is deeper and is going to cause a sickness that's more complex and harder to treat and 
And these days, uh, one that nobody will even try to treat because they don't see it as a sickness or they aren't allowed to see it as a sickness. This is, I mean, this is so fundamental, what these parents are doing. Not just this particular parent, but all these parents that are raising gender-fluid kids or letting their kids choose their gender. It's, they are messing their kids' identity. It, 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 just think about it. These parents are, you know, I'm going to screw around with my body. I'm going to cause my child to hate logically. I'm going to cause my child to, to, to be their identity as a source of, I'm going to strip him of everything that he is replaced with some perverse concoction that I cooked up in my head. That's what they're doing. And just think about that. Think about a parent who does that. Are they as bad as physical and sexual abusers? Yeah, <clears throat> you bet they are. They, what they're doing is a form of sexual abuse. That's how we should start framing it. This is a form of sexual abuse. These people are no better than child molesters. These p people who, who uh, you know, encourage their kids to be, quote, transgender. And I don't want to hear, well, my kid wasn't. No, if your four or five-year-old kid identifies as transgender, then you encouraged it. That's your fault, period. You did that. You did it. Well, he, he insisted that he was a, a, a girl. He insisted for something. He's a kid. He doesn't know what he's talking about, you idiot. He insisted. Do you know how many things my kids have insisted on? Do you know how many delusional fantasies they have cooked up in their heads and insisted on? They're kids. And that's how they identify, you know, quote, that's the quote unquote identify uh, real transgenderism as opposed to fake transgenderism. That's a medical diagnosis now. The doctors will say, well, uh, if you go to your, the doctor and you say, well, my kid says that he's a girl. My boy says that he's a girl. This is how they, this is how they diagnose the thing on it? That's how they medically diagnose. It's, well, it's one thing if your kid says he's a girl, but if he really says he's a girl and he says it a lot, well, then that means that he actually is. So if he just says it once or twice, but if he says it like 20 times, or whatever, the, I don't know what the, the quote is. I don't know what the threshold is. If, if he says it 19 times, then he's not a girl. But if he says it 20 times, then he is. This is medicine now. This is what, this, this is what doctors are saying. And here's the other thing. We're told that, um, well, these parents have problems, obviously, so we can't judge them. And the mother in this story is obviously mentally ill, extremely disturbed. But, and I get that, but I still hold them accountable. I hold them responsible. Even in spite of the mental illness, there's still an incredible arrogance, a narcissism, a disregard for others that you find in this. A, um, there's a serious evil in it. Where someone says, I'm, you know, I, I'm going to use my kid like a lab rat like a social experiment, like a, uh, like a, a fashion statement, you know, because I want to be trendy and I want to have a kid, a gender fluid kid. I can talk about, I can have Facebook updates and 
That's what's going on. And it's evil. The fact that these parents themselves are obviously sick and twisted is not an excuse. Pedophiles are sick and twisted. You know, they've, 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 they've obviously got mental issues. But what, we, what do we say to them? We say, look, the moment you act on that and you victimize a child, then, uh, then that's it. You know, we're not going to have any sympathy for you. And same goes for these parents. Same goes, by the way, for, um, you know, quote unquote, transgender men who insist on going into the women's bathroom. The moment you inflict yourself on somebody else, you impose yourself, you uh, you, you say, look, the, this other person's uh, safety and security and comfort doesn't matter at all. All that matters is how I feel. The moment you do that, then I, I don't have any sympathy anymore. You are the predator in the situation. And there's no excuse for it. And there's no excuse for these parents. They are abusing their kids. Their kids should be taken out of the home. Uh, it's, and that's never going to happen, I realize. But that's how it should be. And all we can do anymore is talk about how it should be. All right, I'm, I'm going to leave it there. A quick one this time uh, this week. I'll talk to you next time. Uh, Cruce Salus. Godspeed. <laughs>